Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the call today. Our topic today is the biggest lead follow-up mistakes that are made by gyms and fitness centers. And for you folks out there that, that have an enormous amount of leads, you have former members you can call, you've got all your old guest registers, your own telephone inquiry sheets, uh, all the referrals, uh, all, all the daily appointments you've scheduled, and then that, that, that influx of, of calls that you have and an influx of traffic that you have on a daily basis. Most clubs have an enormous amount of follow-up potential. This is one of the areas that is often missed and we're going to talk about a lot of these mistakes. But before I do, I want to comment that, you know, this is a significant problem for clubs that don't do it right. But for clubs that do, this is a significant opportunity. You know, based on my experience and in going into clubs that maybe traditionally have not done this and they start, you can see a 20% increase in your business as a result of this. And, you know, the positive part of that is there's really no cost because you've already incurred you know, the cost to generate these leads. So lead follow-up is going to be a big part of your success. And even you folks that are listening that really may not consider yourself maybe a great salesperson or even a very good salesperson, the truth is you really don't have to be. You know, this is about, you know, following up and, and uh, you know, not making those crucial errors. So let me talk about some of this. Uh, take some good notes as we're going through it. Make sure you listen to this. Uh, I would suggest on a you know fairly frequent basis to make sure it's becoming habit and part of what you're doing. Now, so here's mistake uh, number one, and that's simply not making the call. Uh, what I find to be true is about half of all salespeople simply do not follow up. You know, once that uh, guest has been in or they no showed, we're simply done with it. And you know, there's a few reasons for that. I mean, there could be just simple call reluctance. You know, we're afraid of rejection. Uh, we don't know what to say. Uh, we don't know how to approach it. Uh, we've said the same thing over and over, uh, but we get into this call reluctance mode. Uh, number two is, you know, we get, you know, this is really part of call reluctance is, you know, we get too busy organizing, thinking about it, looking for a script, got to get a cup of coffee, you know, got to get prepared. And before you know it, we never get around to it. And so at the end of the day, you know, half of all salespeople don't even make a call. So the, the first thing I want to talk about here, just in terms of real simplicity, is just pick up the phone and call these folks. Okay. At this juncture, I'm not overly concerned with, with much else. Just simply make the phone call. We'll talk about other things that you can do later. And you can actually go in and listen, you know, to other lessons and get some ideas on things that you can do uh, on these particular calls. Now, next, uh, as far as mistakes, is we don't make enough phone calls. You know, I'll get, I'll get uh, you know, salespeople, hey, how do we do on outbound calls today? And they'll say, well, Jim, I made 20. Well, if you made 20, you know, that means what? You're getting a hold of two people, four people. You know, it's just not enough, okay? The best people in this industry that, you know, I get a chance to see, I mean, they're making 100 calls a day and some cases more than that, okay? And that's the best. You know, you can decide, you know, where you want to fall in on that. But just to, you know, put this in easy terms to look at, you know, say you say you worked uh, 10 hours a day, uh, you make 10 calls per hour, there you go. There's 100 calls. So it's not like it's difficult to do. It's a matter of, uh, you know, having that commitment to do it. And, you know, we talked a bit ago about, you know, half of these leads don't even get called. Uh, you know, and the ones that do, they only get called maybe one, two, or three times. They don't get called very many times. 
And the, the statistic on this, which is so uh, important, is that 80% of all sales are made between the fifth and 12th contact. So you're going to have to stay on this. You're going to have to make enough calls. You're going to have to have frequency. You're going to have to do it all the time. Okay. You know, make sure this is a, at the, the, the top of what you're trying to do. Now, next, as far as mistakes is, you know, we don't call on a regular basis and these calls need to be regular. You need volume, you need frequency. Uh, you know, this should not be a random thing. It needs to be consistent and regular. You know, if you're calling, you know, a lead, you know, every 30 days or every couple months, you know, it's just not going to work. You know, you're going to be, you know, really out of sight, out of mind. And you, you really need to be top of mind, you know, with your customer because really everybody can be sold. I mean, there's, there's nobody out there that doesn't want to look better, feel better, you know, maybe live longer. Everybody wants this. It's a matter of making sure that when that, that buying cycle is right for your customer, you're the one they're thinking about and not somebody else. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is to make these phone calls on a regular basis. Now, next on our, our list of, uh, of mistakes is, you know, waiting too long to follow up. You know, in the modern sales wor world, it's about fast, quick, easy, friendly. You know, the speed at which you operate is going to give you a tremendous advantage over everybody else. You know, I mean, there's statistics out there that'll say that if you follow up, you know, with the first 60 seconds of an inquiry, you know, your chances of conversion increase by 320%. Because what speed does, you know, speed is certainty, you know, speed is security, you know, speed tells your client, your customer, you're the only person. Okay. So be focused on speed, you know, get on this, do not wait. And you know, so for any new leads that are coming in, new uh, emails are coming in, you know, you know, like I say half of them don't get done. I talked to one company one time, I was giving him that statistic. And he said, well, Jim, I'm not surprised at all. You know, we did a campaign last month. I don't think we followed up with anybody. So this stuff, this stuff happens frequently. And, you know, think of yourself as a customer, you know, how you respond when someone does it quickly. Okay. The, the lack of variety uh, in reasons to call. Yeah. You know, you lack variety. You know, when you lack variety, you become predictable and you become uh, uh, you, and, and you, you run out of reasons to follow up. And some of the things, you know, are simple. Okay. You'll make a phone call. Okay. A phone call is simple enough. I hope you understand that one. And th this is number one, and this is how you're going to communicate with folks, but other, uh, sources, you know, text, you know, send a text message, you know, send a handwritten note, uh, personal visits, you know, like for corporate accounts, you know, make a personal visit, uh, do a video, you know, do a video on your phone and send it over to them. Okay. You can instant message these folks on, uh, on Facebook. You can, um, you know, direct message them on Twitter. Uh, you can message them directly on LinkedIn. There's so many ways that you can communicate with folks. And I think what happens, and we see this a lot is that we use one source. We'll make the phone call and probably that's about it, you know, and, and we complain that we're always leaving messages, you know, have variety in what you're doing. You know, it's going to keep you from becoming predict uh, predictable in what you're doing. And as you're sending these things out, you know, have different reasons to do it. Because when you're following up, you know, with your customer, you know, really what you're trying to do here is you're trying to nurture these folks. And by nurture, what I mean is you're trying to maintain interest and maintain desire. 
uh, life may have taken over. You know, they've got all these things going on. And even though these things have importance to them, you know, they're not focused on them now. We're trying to bring these things, you know, back uh, to a higher level of importance for them. No clear purpose in the call. Now, this is big because, you know, when you pick up the phone, you're going to call somebody. Like, Why are you doing it? You must have a reason. Um, are you calling them up uh, just so you can maybe schedule a second call? You know, are you calling them up because you want to find out, you know, what their level of satisfaction was if say they're a previous member? Uh, you're calling them up because maybe they've indicated a desire to join. You know, one of the problems, you know, with this, this outbound call is that we make the same call to every person. We treat this person, you know, like they're interested and ready to make a decision. And in reality, if they're at the other end of the scale, you know, that's not going to work. So make sure you have a reason for this, you know, let the customer know, Hey, you know, the, Hey, the reason I'm calling you, you know, state your intentions right up front. This will make it much easier for you and it'll make it much easier for your client, but you know, have a clear purpose. And one of the things to look at, and for some of you folks listening that have been through some of our onsite uh, seminars, you know, we talk about that cold to sold continuum, where if you draw a horizontal line across your page on the far left is cold, and the far right is sold. And if these folks are at that 20% level, 10% level, you're just trying to move them through that process. Okay. Now, if the customer opens the door and they say, well, Hey, how much is it? Hey, do I have to schedule a time for classes or Hey, how does personal training work? You know, they start giving you buying signals, you know, close for that appointment, but you'll know, move them through that process. But most importantly, you know, have a very clear purpose on why you're trying to make this phone call. Next, um, not leaving a message. You know, we, we, we make a lot of phone calls and, and what we find to be true, if you don't leave a message, you know, you're making a mistake. I mean, you, the, the end of the day, what you're trying to do here is you're trying to, you're trying to grow your business. And I realize a lot of these folks, you know, may indeed not call you back, but it's a great uh, opportunity really to offer branding, uh, to get your name out there, you know, leave a message every time. And don't leave the message that makes the customer feel bad. You're not trying to make them feel guilty, you know, but leave a message. And a lot of times, you know, simply tie it, you know, to benefits and results. You know, in other words, uh, you know, hi, Mary, uh, you know, Jim Thomas here over at the gym. Hey, the last time we spoke, you mentioned you were looking to lose some weight and get back into shape. And Mary, if those are still your goals, I may have some real exciting information for you over here at the gym. And Mary, I'll be available to take your call between uh, 1 o'clock and 3.30 today. Uh, you can reach me at 555-1212. And, you know, that might be an example of how you might leave a phone call. You know, it's kind of in the form of a question and you're tying it to benefits and results. But, you know, always leave that voicemail message. Don't, don't leave that uh, uh, undone. The other thing I would comment on here is when you're leaving that voicemail message and you're leaving... Uh, a phone number for them to call you back. Make sure it's the same phone number that you're calling from, you know, because most folks these days are going to have some kind of a caller ID. And if they see a caller ID number that's different than the one you're leaving, it gets confusing to the customer. It gives them one more reason not to call you back. So make sure that whatever phone you're calling from, that's the phone number you want to leave on that message. Not collecting critical data for future sales. And we see this a lot as a big mistake, you know, particularly when new hires come into a club and uh, they're said, hey, OK, you know, follow up on these leads. 
and there's nothing there. All this is a name and a phone number. And certainly you can, you can work through that, but this is going to be a lot simpler process, not only for the, the long-term salesperson, but also for the new one coming in, if we are collecting critical data. And for example, you know, the super objective, you know, the powerful why, you know, what's the emotional reason, you know, Mary wants to lose 20 pounds, but why is it important to her? You know, that she loses that, you know, do we have that information? Do we know how long they've been thinking about this? Do we know what they've tried before? Uh, do we know why, you know, they feel like it didn't work? You know, the more information that you can gather on your customer, you know, the better and this, the easier it's going to make it for these follow-up calls. So make sure that we're collecting critical data. You're just not calling them up. Hey, do you want to buy? You know, be gathering information. And if they're, when they're in the club, you know, gather this information and then use this to help them accomplish, you know, the goals that they're looking to do for themselves. Now, uh, an, an underutilized and, and big mistake uh, that is made um, in terms of follow-up is not asking for referrals. Get in the habit of asking for referrals. People love to refer. People love to. The only reason that that uh, we don't ask so often is that we're not sold on it ourselves. And one of the first things that you need to do is get sold on it. You know, know that people love to refer. You know, when people ask you, hey, can you recommend this or recommend this? Most people jump right at it. Oh yeah, happy to do that. Now, when it comes to referrals, I wouldn't even say that there's really a rule for this. You know, the, the key is ask. You know, the, I guess the rule would be if you don't ask, the answer is always no. You know, so ask, ask often, ask frequently, you know, keep asking for referrals, you know, and, and don't say something like, Hey, if you know anybody, send them my way, you know, make it more like, you know, who do you know that would benefit, you know, from our services over here at the gym. And as a matter of fact, even the word referral, sometimes, you know, you know, we use it, we know what we're talking about, but you know, sometimes that word referral, maybe you can change it. Who can you introduce me to, you know, who can you introduce me to that would benefit you know, from our services over here at the gym. Oh, well, I, I do know somebody. Okay. So get in the habit of asking for these referrals. Now, our last uh, tip, our last mistake is surprisingly enough, many facilities, many gyms and a lot of salespeople, they are not organized to store all this data. In other words, they don't have a CRM in place. Okay. Or at the very least, an old style tickler file. Okay. Every single lead that comes into your business, that comes into you, you want to make sure you capture it and you want to make sure you're getting all of this data because all of this are, are great opportunities, you know, for future business, future sales, whether it be membership, whether it be personal training, whether it be apparel, whether it be nutrition, um, you know, special events that you might do. And it doesn't matter if they were a member three years ago or five years ago, you know, your job is to nurture these leads, maintain interest, maintain desire. And again, you can listen to some other lessons we have on the platform here uh, on different things you can say and different things you can do, you know, to get that done, but make sure this data is stored and it's easily, uh, you have easy access to it. You know, even some clubs that do have uh, some of this stored data. Sometimes it's not always the easiest to get to. And then utilize this to make those phone calls so that you're not simply making the phone call, do you want to join? Because not everybody's in a buying mode when you do this. Quite frankly, most of them won't be. It's your job to nurture them 
to create that interest, you know, to put them in that position to become a buyer. And if, if you can avoid, you know, these key mistakes and follow up, you know, literally we've seen clubs improve their business by as much as 20% and it can happen quick. So go follow up, you know, start working the phones, you know, capture your leads, you know, get that data and go improve your sales today. And we'll look forward to chatting with you next time.